Welcome to the Listings Lab podcast with Jess LaNouvelle, founder of the Listings Lab and best-selling author of More Money, Less Hustle, becoming the seven-figure real estate agent. Are you ready to learn how to scale your real estate business from six to seven figures and create unlimited scalability and financial freedom in the process? It's time to take back your life and avoid the oh-so-common realtor burnout. Learn techniques and strategies to help you build relationships at scale and create a business full of clients you love with systems that give you the freedom to live your life. It's time to put aside the old school tactics and embrace a new way of business where you can have predictability in everything that you do. Let's get into it. Oh, hello. Hi, guys. I wanted to bring you the email addresses training that I had promised. I know that a lot of you were a little confused by what I had said in terms of, you know, what was important when it comes to your email addresses. So here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about some common mistakes that agents make with email. We're going to talk about how to best protect yourself. And we're just going to basically just kind of go over some best practices. So some top mistakes that we see using Gmail, Hotmail, Yahoo, Outlook, Rogers, any of those kind of like overarching, obviously, third party emails, using a brokerage owned email address. And this is going to surprise a lot of you. So if your email is like at Sotheby's at Remax at Royal LePage at exp, we're also going to talk about using really heavy email signatures. We're also going to talk about using really two really long or really complicated domains. So why let's start, let's start with why not, not to use like, you know, JessLaNovelle at gmail.com or JessLaNovelle at Hotmail or Yahoo or Outlook or whatever. Number one, it purely, it looks unprofessional. Personal and business should be separated, right? You shouldn't have your personal email and your business email be in the same email, especially as your business grows. Some of these also have really terrible delivery rates or filters, right? So you could be missing emails, especially if you're using something like Hotmail. And you can't use things like like emails like this to send via, you know, third party softwares like ActiveCampaign and things like that. It will get immediately filtered into spam. But really right off the bat, the biggest thing is would you, if your doctor sent you an email address that was, you know, drj at gmail.com, how would that make him look? Again, it just, it looks pretty unprofessional. And, uh, and so there are better ways to do it. So when we're talking next, I want to talk about really just like making sure that you're, that you're protecting yourself. And the next piece of this is going to be using a brokerage owned email. Right. And this is really, really important for a lot of people because I've made this mistake. I've seen agents and I've worked with agents who, you know, have been at, I'm just going to use Keller Williams as an example, who've been at Keller Williams for 20 years and then decided that they were going to move brokerages. Well, they don't own their email address. They don't own that email address. Your brokerage owns it. And imagine being 20 years in and all of that correspondence and all of those connections and all of those attachments and all of that is gone. Your email address and the emails, your past emails, that's a really big part of your communication and part of your, really part of your database and part of your list. And if you leave or change brokerages, even if you are absolutely in love with where you are, if you leave, people can't find you. And that's a really, really big deal, right? That's a really big deal. 
So Nino's asking, would you advise to have a separate cell phone number? No, I don't. That, I don't think that that's necessarily that important. Um, but I do think that it's really, really important that you keep your email separate. So again, this is this is a huge risk. And I know that like, I know that there's a lot of people who are like, oh, well, you know, I'm new and, and, and I wanted to use my brokerage email. You don't own it. There is a really big risk that you will lose everything. And sometimes, you know, what will happen is, is emails will get blocked. They'll get you'll it, it, as soon as you hand in that resignation letter or you decide that you, you know, you start having conversations about moving brokerages, your brokerage will completely shut down all of that will completely shut down all of all of your your uh, your logins for everything, which will include your email addresses. And not being able to go back and pull through all of that information and all of that data right from the very beginning, even if you're a brand new agent. I don't, I don't care if you're a brand new agent or you've been in the business for 20 years, you should own your first and last name or your first and last name realtor or your first and last name real, real estate .com or .ca no matter what. You should own a domain and your email address should be, you know, your name at your domain.com or your name at your domain.ca. Okay. So you can host them on Gmail servers. We just don't want to be seeing at gmail.com or at hotmail.com. We want to be seeing something that looks professional, that looks like a real business, but that also is owned by you and that you have control over and you don't have to worry about anything changing or anything happening. Does that make sense? If it makes sense, just, just tell me that this makes sense as I'm going through this. The other thing that I wanna talk about is heavy email signatures, right? Make your emails deliver as much as possible. The number one thing that is important when we're talking about emails is your delivery, especially marketing emails. So emails and, and links and heavy email signatures. And I know, I, I, I don't know if it's, if it's, you know, it, if it's a legal thing in some places, but I get emails from agents who, that are one line. And then the, the, the disclosure on wild wire transfer fraud is like 40 pages. You do not need that in your email. You could have it as an attachment when you're doing deals with people. You don't need to have this giant wire transfer fraud is real. Unless it's required by your board, take it out. Because a lot of the time what ends up happening is you are actually hurting your business and you're hurting your marketing and your email delivery because people can't, first of all, they're not loading. You're taking up tons and tons of data on people's phones and it's being filtered into spam because it's not just a simple text email. So you want to make sure that your email signatures are very simple. Your phone number is clickable. So that's the other thing is that sometimes what what people will do is they'll like have a picture of their business card as their email signature, but you can't click on the phone number. You want to make it as easy as possible for people to call you. So type it out, make it clickable and take away as much imagery as possible. So really, in most places, follow the rules of your board and follow the rules of, of where you are. But your first name, you know, realtor, sales representative, whatever your whatever your title is, your your direct phone number that's clickable and your website, maybe you want to make it as simple as possible so that your emails actually deliver, because that's really at the end of the day, what's the most important thing? It's not how fancy your email signature looks. 
The other thing that uh, that people, the other mistake that people make is that the the domain or like let's say your name's Jane Smith, and you know Jane Smith buys the domain Jane Smith Real Estate Agent in Austin, Texas. I'm just using as an example. Super super crazy long. You will miss emails. People will get bounce backs from you because they're going to mistype it because it's too long. Simple is always going to be better and more memorable. So when you're going to choose your domain, think shorter, memorable, and easy because your email address is then going to be your name or info or, you know, whatever at that domain name. And so you want it to be simple and easy so that people don't make mistakes. You don't miss emails. People don't get bounce backs from you. Basically, those are some no-nos. So let's talk about what to do instead. Number one is own your own domain. Buy your domain with your name or your team name or whatever, right? I would rather own my name than let someone else own it. I don't even know where that quote's from, but I found it somewhere. So you wanna own your own brand, you wanna own your own name, especially now, especially in the digital age. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is own your own email addresses. Right. So examples would be your first name, first and first name at first and last dot com. So as, as an example, Jess at JessLinovelle.com, which I own. I also own Jess at the listings lab.com. Right. So I have not only my, my company name, my team name, but I also own my own personal name. You can do support at firstandlast.com. You can do info at firstandlast.com. You can do, do info at, you know, therealityteam.com. Just make sure that you own whatever email that you're using and that you own the domain surrounding it. That is going to be really, really important. Okay. Planning for your future of your business is always going to be critical. So own as much as you can. Protect yourself, right? You may say, oh, well, you know, I'm never going to leave my brokerage. You don't know that. What if something happened to your broker? What if someone new came in? What if your brokerage was sold and you really didn't like where you were? You have to be able to protect yourself. This is this is how we build in insurance into our own businesses. Your brand matters. And this is for for most people, one of the main forms of communication for most of your business. So your email addresses actually mean more than you probably think that it does. And so a lot of this just really comes down to, are we thinking about things really like a business, right? Are we looking at things and are we taking care of ourselves and are we taking care of the business the way that we would, the, the way that we would want to, or, or, you know, the way that we would do it if we had the hindsight, right? So I know that this was a simple concept, but it's amazing how many people don't use it. And I get emails back and forth and I email back and forth with agents all day. And it is pretty surprising. And actually pretty shocking how many people are you still using Gmail or Hotmail or Yahoo or whatever, even if it's like Jess Lunavell Realtor at gmail.com, still looks pretty unprofessional. And at the end of the day, I also don't want to be, you know, Jess Lunavell at Remax.com because I don't own that. Right? So protect yourself, protect your list. Your list is still a really, really great asset. And I want you to think about all of your emails, all of your client emails, all of the attachments, all of your marketing, all of that as an asset too. make your emails as deliverable as possible so that they're easily going to slip into people's inboxes. And uh, and yeah, it's as simple as that. But it's as simple as that. But it's uncommon is what I'm going to say. 
Thanks for listening. To talk to our team about how The Listings Lab can help you grow your business, visit thelistingslab.com forward slash apply. If you enjoyed this episode, please give the podcast five stars on iTunes and help us to reach other agents who want to massively scale their business the modern way. And if you want more marketing and scalability strategies for your real estate business in between episodes, then join the Listings Lab Facebook group or follow Jess on Instagram at Jess Lenouvelle. Thanks again for tuning in and we hope you'll join us next week.